Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton, aired right here on Blog Talk Radio. We are excited to be featured live globally. We want to welcome everyone to a national show for the entire community. This is a family show. We bring topics to the table that need to be discussed. We will offer insight, expertise, and helpful solutions that hopefully will impact lives in a positive and meaningful manner. Stay with us, listeners, and please share the show with family, friends, and colleagues. Our topic today is a worthy one, drug safety and adherence. Drug safety and adherence is a hot topic for the next 30 minutes. Call or text your friends and family and get ready to take some notes because we will learn something new today. Like it or not, medicine is an important part of our lives. If we come down with a bacterial infection, we will often be prescribed pills of some sort, which is medicine, of course. Many individuals have conditions such as hypertension, diabetes, dyslipidemia, better known as high cholesterol, or even multiple sclerosis, known as MS by many, and will often be placed on a pill regimen. Now, I do recognize that a lot of people certainly don't necessarily want to be placed on medicine, but often it is highly encouraged to stay on the medicine to maintain health. Now, when we talk about maintaining health, this can be in terms of a quality of life or simply in assisting in maintaining the longevity, the longevity of your life. Either way, drug safety and adherence needs to be a topic of discussion, and I do acknowledge that drugs have some undesirable side effects for some patients. And we will discuss this too, I promise you listeners. But is it okay to skip taking the blood pressure medicine because you simply don't feel like taking it? Well, I don't have the answer personally, but we have an expert pharmacist with us today who will help us all discover real and practical solutions. Knowledge is power. I'm going to say it again. Knowledge is power. This featured guest will astound you with information. Stay with us, listeners of Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. Lastly, at the end of this segment, we will feature brand new music from the dynamic recording gospel vocalist Brian Reeves out of Indiana. Let's get it started right now. It's Shout Out Corner Time. Shout Out Corner Time. This is time where we briefly... Say hello and express acknowledgments to our loyal listeners and supporters worldwide. First up, hello, Teresa Rush. Teresa Rush out of Conway, South Carolina. She's a proud registered nurse. Thanks for keeping us tuned in and keep up all of the great work. Also, hello, Latasha Matthews, Miss Latasha Matthews out of Columbia, South Carolina. She's a bright and dynamic young woman doing some awesome things. Thanks for keeping us tuned in, Latasha. We appreciate you. Do any of you want a shout-out from Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton? Or do you want to tell the world about your church? How about telling the community about your neighborhood association? Do you want to share how great your child summer camp is? Well, you certainly can make it happen. Simply email us at letstalkshana at gmail.com. That's L-E-T-S. 
T-A-L-K-S-H-A-N-A at gmail.com. And I will put your good news on the air. That's a promise. Right now, we will go over our words of inspiration for today's show. This is a segment of the show where I will provide quotations and statements I personally find profound. First up, scripture from the Holy Bible. Proverbs 17.22. Proverbs 17.22. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. I'm going to say it again. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. This scripture is very apparent for what it means. Try to stay positive and hopeful in all that we do. Stay positive and hopeful in all that we do. I love it. Awesome words of inspiration and wisdom. The topic today is drug safety and adherence. Drug safety and adherence. Our featured guest is the one and only Dr. Katina Richmond. She graduated from Emory University out of Atlanta with a B.S. in biology. She then went on to graduate from the esteemed Medical University of South Carolina with a doctorate of pharmacy. She's a proud member of the American Pharmacist Association, and she has been a pharmacist for over a decade. This young lady is sharp, and that's quite obvious. And she has been an esteemed presenter all throughout the community, all throughout the country, speaking about health information for different organizations for over a decade. I am so thrilled to have Dr. Richmond on with us today on Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton, featured live globally right here on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Dr. Richmond. How are you doing today? Hi, Shana and the listeners of Let's Talk America. I am doing well. How about yourself? Oh, I am awesome, awesome, and I'm feeling great, and I'm feeling energized because we have an expert pharmacist on with us today that's going to share some information that's going to astound us. Awesome. I look forward to talking with you guys today. Oh, thank you, Dr. Richmond. And I want to say right up front, thank you for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to speak with our listeners. First off, tell the listeners briefly about your professional background in the pharmacy field. I've been working as a pharmacist for almost 12 years now. Um, I've taught pharmacology to uh, aspiring nursing students, aspiring medical assistant students. Um, I've also served as a mentor for young pharmacists, um, as well as those who are wanting to become pharmacy technicians. Um, I I serve as a mentor and as a preceptor. Nice. Um, I also work as a consultant pharmacist uh, for an athletic department as well as a health um, student health service yes. at a local college. Oh, wow. So you, it's fair to say you've got a lot of experience, but you continue to stay busy, not only serving as a pharmacist, but also as an educator, sharing the information of the pharmacologic field with others. Absolutely. Um, it helps me to stay sharp. It helps me to stay on top of the new and upcoming different types of therapy and treatment. Um, it helps me stay grounded and get to interact with new people coming into the new field with new and great ideas. Mm, awesome, awesome, awesome. Now let's dig right into the topic, Dr. Richmond. Please define drug adherence and explain its importance. Um, drug adherence or medication adherence is uh, referring to whether or not patients take their medications as it is prescribed by their doctor or prescriber, yes. as 
well as whether or not they continue to take the medication over a period of time. So basically, medication adherence is talking about do you take the medication and how well you stick to how it was prescribed. Yes. Hmm. Um, it is important to adhere to medication therapy because if you do not, you don't reach your goals, which is the ultimate reason that you're being prescribed medication. You want to lower your blood pressure, mm -hmm. lower your uh, hemoglobin A1C, lower your glucose levels in your blood. You want to lower your cholesterol levels. Mm -hmm. So you are ultimately trying to achieve a goal. Okay, and being a part of achieving that goal is maintaining the regimen or the medical regimen that the physicians have agreed to put you on, correct? That is absolutely correct. That is absolutely correct. And sometimes people perceive that those medication therapies don't work. Yes. You have to realize that things don't happen overnight. Yes. You didn't become hypertensive That's overnight. Right. That's right. Have high cholesterol overnight. So you have to adhere to the therapy to give it a chance to work. Absolutely. You know, I, I always find it intriguing, and, and I don't make light of it at all because we all can learn, and that's why I think it's important to bring guests like you on and other medical professionals to help educate and empower our community. But a lot of individuals will say, well, I had high blood pressure, and I took my medicine, and it brought it down, so now I don't have to take that medicine anymore. I think they have a notion that they're treating it like it's a temporary bacterial infection. I finished the antibiotic. I don't have to be it on anymore. Can you speak on the thinking of the mentality that a lot of patients, I'm sure you've come across with thinking, well, if I take this one pill of this dyslipidemic medication, shouldn't my cholesterol be fine? I don't have to take it anymore? Now, that is a multifaceted uh, question. Okay. You're going to have different levels of an answer. Okay. Um, you're absolutely right. If you've got an infection, once the infection clears, it's done, unless you reintroduce the infection. However, blood pressure cholesterol, mm -hmm. diabetes are not of the same thought process. I see. Um, basically, hypertension is something that you have to control over a period of time. Now, if you have not made lifestyle changes, yes. if you're not exercising, if you're not walking, if yes. you haven't decreased your sodium or your salt intake, yes. you now have to take the medication because that's what's now controlling your blood pressure. Yes. Just because you got to goal doesn't mean that you have to give up. Yes. Yes. So you're saying now you're at goal to maintain that goal or that achievement. You've got to keep doing the things, i.e. the healthy activities if you can physically, and also a lot of times including the pill regimen that was prescribed, correct? That is absolutely correct. Mm. In, in, in addition to the exercise, in addition to the diet changes, in addition to the lifestyle changes that you've made, now you you have to maintain your medication therapy. Now, you and your doctor can have a conversation, okay, yes. I'm at goal, do I really need to take these five blood pressure medications yes. anymore? And he may say, you know, you've done a great job at getting your weight down. You've done a great job at making the diet changes. I'm impressed and proud of you for the accomplishments you've made in your exercise changes. So let's start backing down on some of the medication. But that shouldn't be a decision that you as an individual That's make. That's right. It be a decision that you and your doctor make together. So Dr. Richmond, you're providing some excellent, useful information. And I just want to echo what you just said. Uh, as patients, let's not take it upon ourselves to say, well, I'm on these five medications for my blood pressure or hypertension. I don't feel like taking this water pill anymore. I'm going to remove myself from it. You're saying always consult with your physician about this matter before you take the matter in your hand because obviously there can be some negative side effects from weaning yourself or taking yourself abruptly off of certain blood pressure medications or medications in general. Am I quoting you right? You are absolutely quoting me correctly. Um, 
you should never just decide to discontinue medication. At, well, I shouldn't say never, but you shouldn't without consulting unless you've had an allergic reaction that yes. resulted in a life-threatening situation. I see. In that case, I would say discontinue. Yes. You immediately need to contact your physician so that they can address you know, now this has not been a good choice. We need to look at another option. Excellent information. So you're saying even if in, in situations where there's a, uh, a, an allergic reaction that can even be life-threatening, obviously get yourself to a medical center such as a hospital or reach out to your physician immediately to let them know what occurred. Again, don't don't take the solo approach. You are really giving us some very deep knowledge today, and I appreciate it. Dr. Richmond, but there are a lot of patients who simply say, I forgot to take the physician-prescribed medication. I forget. It happens, okay? I've got a lot going on. I've got to pick up the kids. I've got to go to work. I've got to go to the grocery store. I've got to remember to go visit grandmother. There's a lot going on. I've got church activities. Any practical advice on how to keep this critical activity of taking physician-prescribed medicine a priority? Because as you just explained so beautifully, we need to try to keep to this regimen to help maintain a healthy lifestyle or even to maintain longevity a life. But a lot of people forget. Any advice? Uh, yeah. Shana, I would like to say first and foremost, understand what you are taking and why you're taking it. Okay. Because if you understand what you're taking and why you're taking it, you understand and you've now com- become committed. To I see. Yes. That regimen. Yes. Um, I'd also say know who your doctors are and why you're seeing them. Are you seeing an endocrinologist? Yes. Are you seeing a podiatrist? Yes. Are you seeing a primary care physician? Are you seeing an internist? Because, again, that helps you to be informed and to, again, commit to adhering to your medication therapy. You also should develop a routine. Yes. These are the medicines I take in the morning. I get up in the morning. I brush my teeth. I take my shower. I have my breakfast. I take my medication. Hmm. I go to work. I come home. I have my dinner. I take my medication. You want to have a routine because if it becomes a routine, you're going to be more likely to do it every day. Absolutely. So Um, integrate it into your lifestyle just as we do. I've got to stop by and get gas every Tuesday at 6 p.m. You're saying go ahead and put your mind in bed taking that important medication that was prescribed by the physician. Absolutely. And you can also utilize such things as pill boxes or um, calendars. If you are on a, let's say, a steroid paper, you've been exposed to poison ivy or Mm -hmm. you've been exposed to poison oak or you've had an asthma attack. And they've told you, okay, you're going to take prednisone, five tablets for four days, four tablets for four days, three tablets for two days, two tablets for two days, one tablet for two days. You want to use your calendar because if you can imagine, you could get lost very easily. Yes, yes. And if you're just marking it on your calendar, you can see, okay, I'm on day four. I'm on day seven. And you can make sure that you're adhering to the therapy as it was prescribed and getting the right medication. Yes. If you're using pill boxes, you can get the boxes that have just the seven days. You can have the seven days with a morning and evening dose. Okay. Seven days with a morning and a midday dose so that you don't skip any doses. Because if you forget, and we're all human. Yes. We'll forget. Um, you can go back to your pill box and say, oh, my goodness, my pill is still in here. I forgot to take my medicine. Okay. Let me go ahead and take my medicine so that I can be compliant and be adherent to my doctor's therapy. Yes, yes. And it's all about that. You're right. So you're saying use different resources. If it's a calendar, if it's a pill box, if it's a cellular telephone, whatever you have to do to tell yourself, you've got to remember this because it's important. Absolutely. 
absolutely, absolutely. And even a lot of the pharmacies have auto refill services. Yes. So you can put your medications on automatic refill. That means that's one less thing that you have to remember. Wow. And your pharmacy will fill the prescriptions. If you get a 30-day supply, on day 30 you'll get a phone call or an email or a text message saying, please remember to pick up your prescription. Yes. Like, oh, my goodness, I would have run out of medicine tomorrow had I not gotten that call. Mm. So you, you, it, again, affords you an opportunity to make sure that you're adherent to your medication therapy. You know, Dr. Richmond, it's something you said at the top of the question that I want to dig into a little deeper. You said, first off, before you understand the the priority of where the medication regimen fits into your lifestyle, know why you're on the medication in the first place. And for some individuals, this may seem like, well, of course you need to know, and why wouldn't you? But I personally witness very good people who mean and intend well and care about their own lives uh, get in front of physicians or medical professionals of any sort, and the uh, medical professional uh, starts talking about the condition or uh, different things come up or the medication. And a lot of times patients will walk out not really knowing why, they're on a medication. They'll say, even if you talk to them, just talking to family and friends and colleagues, they'll say, yeah, they put me on this medicine, but I'm not really sure why. Maybe it had to do with my toe hurting. But they don't really know the reason why. And I think you're right. It's so important to understand what is the condition and why and what is this medication supposed to be doing. And I think you're right. Once we understand and, in a sense, buy into why this is important for our bodies, we'll perhaps say, you know what, I do need to remember and put more emphasis on taking this pill. Do you agree? I absolutely agree. Um, Again, I think that the more we know, the better we'll do. Yes, absolutely. Um, And if you understand why you're taking your medication, you're more likely to take it. Um, If you understand, okay, this medicine is called hydrochlorothiazide. Mm -hmm. It's my diuretic. Mm -hmm. And it is a water pill helping me to get rid of excess water as well as helping to control my high blood pressure or my hypertension. You're more likely to understand I need to take my medication versus just saying uh, that's a little orange pill that I'm supposed to take this morning. Yes, and understand, not to scare anyone out there, but understand, you know, if blood pressure or hypertension is not controlled or cared for properly, we all know there are some negative side effects to it. And I just want to bring that up because, we, like you said, we need to prioritize. We need to understand why it's important. And we keep talking about blood pressure medicine because it's a very commonly prescribed genre of medications. But I'm going to let the expert pharmacist say quickly, Dr. Richmond, what are possibly some negative side effects when medication for the genre of blood pressure medicine is not taken? What's the side effect of blood pressure not being controlled? What could eventually possibly happen? If blood pressure is not controlled, you can have a heart attack or a stroke. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much uh, worst case scenario is termination of life. Yes. yes. Um, hospital stays, uh, you incur a financial burden. Yes. Um, your family becomes concerned. Yes. Um, you may lose time from work. It just disrupts your life. So we're looking at quality of life. Yes. Um, we want to ensure that we have the best quality that we can in our life. Of course. And oftentimes that means that we need to take medication. Now, just because you're prescribed a medication doesn't mean you have to take it for the rest of your life. Okay. You have the opportunity to make lifestyle changes so that you can get off of your medication, if in fact that's your goal. Yes. Um, but just understand that it's not a life sentence. Yes. 
Um, and there are consequences to every action. That's right. Decision that we make. That's and right. And if we're adhering to our medication, we're making the lifestyle changes, we can eventually, hopefully, come off of some of those medications. And ultimately, you don't want to have a heart attack. Mm. No. Mm. No. No. And I and I think it's important to say that because there's lots of different conversations and perspectives when it comes to medicine. And you hear a lot of people, well, I don't want to do medication. I want to do natural and I and I, I shouldn't have to be on medicine at all. And I think you and I both agree. No one wants to say, Well, this is a life sentence. I'm gonna to have to take this pill for the rest of my life. But if you like it or not, or whatever the future holds for you possibly being able to get off the medicine, either way, I think it's important to understand when you're talking about certain conditions or diseases we are a lot of times talking about major risk factors. So they say, well, I don't want to take a pill for the rest of my life. I don't feel like taking that pill, and that's not fair, and, and other people don't have to take this pill. But you're putting it so in a context that needs to be said, Dr. Richmond. But if you don't take certain medications, in particular, we keep jumping on hypertension, a stroke or heart attack can be the side effect. And do you really want to go there? And that's how we have to put it for people to understand because it's a little more than I just don't like taking medicine. I don't want to have to remember to take that pill. But what you said is stroke, heart attack, possibly termination of dear life. Let's talk about hospital stay. And when we're talking about all of those things, we're also talking about not being there for your family. Because if you're in the hospital, you're not able to be there to tend to the grandchild or see the grandchild graduate from high school. We've got to talk about things like that when we're talking about the importance of talking about drug adherence, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and, and just understand that, you know, you may not have chosen to have hypertension. Yes. Um, however, it's a condition that you've, it's a card you've been dealt Yes. And a card you need to play. That's right. And you play it the best that you can. That's right. Beautifully said, Dr. Richmond. And again, I love it. It's not the card you chose, but it's the card you've been dealt, and you have to play it. Beautifully said and cleverly said. And I, and I may borrow that from you, Dr. Richmond. I hope you don't mind. I don't mind at <laughs> I figured you would. You're so gracious. You know, uh, this conversation is going in so many great ways, but we have limited time, and I'm going to have to bring you back on. Uh, but I want to say this real quick. There's a lot of talk about teenagers or adolescents abusing legally prescribed drugs that actually belong to legitimate parents or guardians, a.k.a. patients. Any quick professional advice on how to prevent this from occurring, preventing the teenager or the adolescents of exploring with the different medications, anything to stop that? I think first and foremost, you need to educate your teens and okay. educate your children. Um, they need to understand that you are a resource for them. They can come and talk to you about medication therapy. Explain why it is you're taking the medication yes. you are so that they understand that, okay, you know, mama may have had back surgery because she was in a car accident. Yes. She's taken some very strong pain medicine. Okay. And she's not taking it because she's recreationally wanting to take it. She's taking it because she medically and we need, need to take it to be able to operate throughout the day. Um, you also need to talk to your children about abuse and what it means That's to right. use medications. Um, make sure that they understand what abuse is. And you can start talking to children as early as uh, preschool and okay. seven years old. Yes. Um, you are driving down the road and you see a camel sign yes. advertising cigarettes. That's a teaching opportunity. That's a learning opportunity. Okay. If you have a magazine and you see a, a bottle of Ciroc or a bottle of Absolute, yes. um, talk to them about alcohol. Yes, absolutely. In the ages of preschool and seven, they can understand that. When you start getting into the age groups of eight to 12, you 
you can start having an open conversation. Ask the children, what do you think about uh, this young man who is a track star who is accused of using yes. um, enhancement drugs? Yes, yes. Think about these Go there. Go there. They can have that open conversation. That's right. You know, mom and dad are willing to talk to me about the use of these things. And when you're talking about a child who's 8 to 12, they are in um, the youth programs. They are starting to participate in the athletic programs that are in school. And so these are things that are pertaining to them. And then when you get into that 13 to 17-year range, have conversations. Because at this point, they know other children who are abusing drugs. That's right. That's right. Um, they know children who are smoking cigarettes. That's right. They know children who are smoking marijuana, using the bath salts. Yes. And you want to open up that conversation That's and let right. them know what it is that the expectation is. And, Dr. Richmond, you said something that I'm going to also tag and put on our show. Be the one who talks to your children. Don't allow the teenagers, and, and of course they're going to interact with their friends, but don't allow the streets, if you will, to explain to our children what the side effects of illegal drugs or even legal drugs. Let's be guardians who are responsible and speak to our children, our nieces, our nephews, our godchildren, our mentees, about the dangers of abusing legal or illegal drugs, correct? Correct. Absolutely. And even when you're talking about these prescription drugs, um, you can lock up your medication. Yes. You know, um, let them be informed that it's there, but don't make it easy for them to get Absolutely. Always, always add that guarded factor with it because you're talking about drugs that obviously can be abused, especially some of the painkillers out there. Dr. Richmond, we've got to have you back on. we got to get out of here. But quickly, tell our listeners how they can learn more about drug safety and adherence. You can go to FDA.gov, you can go to CDC.gov, okay. go to NLM.NIH.gov, um, www.heart.org, diabetes.org, um, any disease state, because all of those organizations are going to provide information to the importance and ways that you can be more adherent to your medication therapy. Absolutely perfect. I love it, Dr. Richmond. Thank you for being our expert in-house guest on pharmacy, and we're going to bring you back on, okay, to continue this conversation, especially about the youth and illicit drug use. Thank you so much. You take care. Thank you. We appreciate you at Let's Talk America here on Blog Talk. Thank you. All right. Congratulations to Dr. Richmond and all the great knowledge and information she just shared with us. We have to have her back on. We are quickly approaching the end of the show. As promised, we will feature brand new music from recording gospel vocalist Brian Reeves. Quickly, this artist has already performed on stage with Kirk Franklin and the late great Ray Charles. The song is Remind Me, Remind Me, off of the hit album Awakening. Stay with us. I will play some of this awesome selection and return to close us out. Pressures of life 
recording gospel vocalist Brian Reeves. Thanks for sharing. Also, I want to give a big thank you and kudos and hello to Tracy Williamson with Trey 7 Entertainment and her staff for keeping us connected with all of the hottest artists of today. Thanks a bunch. Everyone, please stay tuned in. Our next show will be on Tuesday, July the 16th at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. More hot topics to come. Again, email all comments to let's Talk Shana at gmail.com. Shana spelled S-H-A-N-A. Share the show with family and friends. We love you. Stay connected, stay informed, and simply stay empowered. Until next time, America, let's talk. All content original. Copyright 2013 by Shana Thornton. Mm-hmm.